Welcome to Niche Reacts. I'm your host, Emmy McDonald, here with my co-host, Alex Martin. Hello. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Happy weekend. Happy weekend. Uh, we are here today to talk about Yellow Jackets Season 2, Episode 9, titled Storytelling. And uh, the final one. The final one. I, well, I was going to say until Season 2 or season three but uh turns out actually that's not true we have found out in this past week we are going to get bonus episodes at least one um prior to the premiere of season three which is very exciting it seems like they're taking kind of the euphoria approach uh mm. where like between seasons you know and that was a covid related thing uh yeah. COVID shutdowns but between seasons one and two of Euphoria, we got like two hour or hour and a half long episodes. And it seems like Yellow Jackets is doing that. I don't know if it's going to be a side quest. I, it seems like it might be. Like it might be additional information mm. that you don't necessarily need to go into season three. But uh, the rumor is that Jason Ritter husband of one Melanie Linsky is starring uh, in the bonus episode as a character who has been referred to online as cabin daddy. So. What cabin, you know? Right. Yeah. That was my first question <laughs> as well. Is he a ghost? <laughs> What's going on? I wonder if though, because weren't the, I've never watched Euphoria, but weren't those like, kind of little like capsule like they were really focused on like one or two character storylines yeah I wonder if it'll be the same for yellow jackets yeah like it they basically took the two main characters uh the one played by Zendaya and the one played by Hunter Schaefer and did like mm -hmm. a you know deep dive into their like Zendaya's bonus episode was just her character and her character sponsor um for her, you know, like drug addiction, yeah. um, narcotics anonymous kind of thing. Um, doing like sitting in a, a diner and like having a conversation about oh. like the nature of life and addiction. And it's incredible. Like if you're not a, a euphoria viewer, honestly, it's still worth going back and watching because Zendaya and the actor who plays your sponsor whose name is slipping my mind but like incredible performances um really really good so i'm i'm that's what i'm kind of wondering if it'll be like yeah. that kind of like smaller scale sort of thing um maybe we'll get the backstory of the man who lived in the cabin before the girls or maybe the, we'll see the boy with no eyes Right? Oh, yeah. I was talking about the dead man who lives in the attic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... Is that Jason Ritter? That's what I'm wondering. Like, did he eventually... I hope he's not the boy with no eyes. There's a lot of... Yeah, none of the... I mean, as far as our current cast of characters, there's no one that I would be, like, excited to... You know what I mean? Like, if I was Jason Ritter, mm -hmm. I wouldn't exactly be like, yeah, yeah, sure, turn me into this old dead man. That sounds great. Like, but... You know, he's he is nothing if not a good sport. So True. we'll see how all of that goes. I guess that is something that like eventually would be nice to have an answer to. 
who is it's the like, man why, in the cabin? Like, who is the man and why is this cabin there? Yeah. Yeah. Because they are out. You know, that's never really occurred to me until this very moment. Like, <laughs> they are out there. When I first started watching this show, this is a very me thing to do. I like was looking up like flight pattern, like the flight map from like if you were flying to like from Jersey to Seattle to be like, where are they? <laughs> like, where I would think you it's be? Like, is it like Eastern Canada? I think it's Ontario. Okay. I, so, yeah, I, so, yeah. I could have made that up. Don't take, no one take that as fact. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a great way for us to get ourselves in hot water is to start talking about geography. We're gonna be yeah. so screwed right off the right off the bat. But um, yeah, I uh, that'll be interesting. I'm excited to see that. But in the meantime, um, I believe season three is still on a hold because of the yeah. the writers' strike, um, which is fine because people deserve to be paid for their work. Um, but Right now we got season two, episode nine to talk about, and there is plenty. <laughs> plenty. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. All right. So we cold open with a heartbreaker right out of the gate. Uh, Nat is coming back to the cabin and she is crying and looking absolutely devastated. And Travis runs out. He's happy to see her. And she says, it happened so fast, the wilderness chose. Mm -hmm. And the other girls return with Javi, like, trussed up, hanging from a log. And then Travis cries over Javi's body while Zombie by the Cranberries plays. And I cried. I cried in the first yeah. three minutes of this episode. Uh, the actor who plays young Travis did a phenomenal job. So good. I'm getting goosebumps just talking. I know. I'm almost like tearing up now. So, uh, sweet hobby. Oh my I god. I still am like so. I'm I'm, I'm upset about yeah. some things that have unraveled in these two episodes. But, uh yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It's just like and and the actress who plays um, young Nat also did yeah. like just a beautiful, beautiful job here, and it was so devastatingly sad and i was just like and him being like over his baby brother and then like and zombie playing which is a song about i mean it's obviously you know it's got broader socio-political themes but it you know it is ultimately like it's a song about loss and it was just like i i cried it was cruel just, pick oh my god yeah devastating. devastating devastating um and so then we are back in the uh, current day and Lottie says, we don't get to decide. It chooses. It won't stop until it gets what it wants. And she's about to drink one of the shots um, in the phenobarbital mm. roulette situation. Um, and all the girls kind of protest. And then Shauna, as a play, suggests a hunt instead. She's like, why don't we do this? And everybody looks at her like, what the fuck? And then she like gives them a look over Lottie's shoulder. Um, and they agree that Lottie will get all of the other purple people off the premises and collect all the, the supplies. And I finally realized like it just kind of, I mean, I guess I haven't thought about it, but I was like, oh, this is why we had that scene earlier in the season 
where Lottie is going through the playing cards sitting at her desk. Mm -hmm. And then the queen has the writing on it when she's like having those visions. I was like, oh. (laughs) Like at the time it was just like, it felt random, but it's not. Um, So then she leaves the girl, she leaves the girls and they discuss potential ways of getting rid of her. Basically Nat and Van agree that like hospitalizing her isn't going to work. And Nat says, she thinks it's talking to her again. Have you all forgotten where that leads? Um, Then we're back in the cabin and Lottie is in bed recuperating. Her eyes are busted. Um, Misty tells Lottie that they're going to eat Javi. And Lottie says that she never wanted this. And Misty says, it's going to save all of our lives. So you better not start complaining about it now. Um, So we kind of get, I mean, like looking back, I feel like that's kind of the first Fisher we see in like the girl's level of, I mean, maybe just Misty specifically, but that's a moment where Misty is like, no, like Lottie's not in charge anymore. Yeah. You know, she's kind of going like, well, what did you think was going to happen? You know? Um, So Misty goes back down and lies to everybody and says, Lottie is pleased with the wilderness choice, which is like brutal. And then she says, she says, Javi will save us. Um, Then Shauna goes outside with the hunting knife and Travis is still crying over Javi's body. And he lets out like a small squeak of a no, but he doesn't really fight any further. Like he's surrendered to the inevitability of this, I guess. And he says, I'm sorry to Javi. And then he walks inside. And this scene struck me that it was like, I mean, as devastated as he is, Travis also knows how desperate they are Yeah, where he's like, he can't let his emotional attachment to his brother get in the way of the fact that like, this is now going to be decide what decides if the rest of them live or die. Yeah. And I think this whole episode has this like tension of, um, in the past, they're doing this, you know, because they feel like they have to, because it's survival and then like juxtaposed to them in the present doing what this like Lottie wants to do this ritual again, like amongst just like Jeff and Walter and her daughters. Like it, you're just like, it, you're like this, what is happening? Like this doesn't mean anything anymore. Like you're choosing to do this. And it's right. that like, yeah, that positioning of these two storylines. But at the same time, like the way that Lottie frames it in the present is that it is a survival choice. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, we have to do this because it says we have to do this. Right. And, uh, you know, not to like beat a dead horse, but something that we've talked about all season, right. Is like how much their relationship with the wilderness and the, the, it, the entity, you know, mimics a trauma response. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things that they say about having a trauma response is that it's like, you're basically continually reacting to a threat that's no longer there right like you your brain is now trained to respond like you're in danger even when you're not and so you do you then have this like outsized reaction or inappropriate reaction 
that used to be something that kept you safe and now it's something that just like fucks up your life yeah and it's i real think for lottie yeah and i think seeing that and then you know we'll get there but like seeing callie you're like oh oh shut fuck yeah yeah definitely um so the girl's ready to prepare javi's body and shauna pulls her head wrap down over her eyes before she makes any cuts um and i was wondering if that was kind of like a, a, the birth of the masks you know what i mean like it feels mm -hmm. on a symbolic level kind of similar right of like the idea of because there's no practical reason for the masks like they don't actually <laughs> when they do the hunt or anything like that like yeah it's just them but it's kind of like the it metaphorically it's like the way that like when they find bodies that are killed by serial killers right and it's like oh like the eyes have been removed um which sorry super intense for 11 a.m on a saturday but let's get into it um but like the eyes have been removed and it's like oh like the person that killed them didn't want them to see them and that but this kind of felt like that to me of shauna being like i mean yeah she doesn't want to look but it's also like it feels like she's hiding herself yeah. from it so anyway maybe i'm reading too much into it but um i thought that maybe that was sort of where that came from um misty busts into lottie's office in the present and once again shows off her i've watched too much true crime skill set um and we think someone's about to catch her and then walter is here walter in his purple jacket in his purple <laughs> jacket um i was really excited about this because i was like oh fuck like misty's gonna get herself into another situation where she like thinks she's being slick mm -hmm. somebody's gonna find her and then we're gonna have more trouble and then when it's walter it was like sweet relief um so we now know that he wasn't dressing as the purple people to go to the cops he was dressing as the purple people to come and join them huzzah um Van and Ty are in the current day making masks. Um, and Ty says Lottie is sick. And Van says she isn't. Or if she is, then so are you. We've all felt it in our own way. And then she says, you know, because it, it seemed the tenor of the conversation earlier when they were talking about hospitalizing Lottie, it seemed like Van and Nat were like, basically like a psych ward won't hold her like it won't help um but van kind of takes a different tack here and she says she says a psych ward won't help lottie and that she's their responsibility to protect um which i you know i liked and appreciated you know yeah. that it was like as much as it, it it's the upside of the like obviously very problematic Di like dichotomy or um, relationship that these women have with each other where it's like one of them screws up and everybody's in on it and now it's everybody's problem but it's nice to also see like the protective instinct that goes into it where it's like yeah. no she's not anybody else's to take care of she's ours you know she's one of us um i don't know if that's necessarily the right call yeah i mean <laughs> the way the night goes um maybe wasn't the best choice yeah but i but i can I have... appreciate the you know 
yeah, like I said, I appreciate the that like caring right to like take care of her. Yeah. But you know, the situation is out of hand. Yeah. yeah. It's bigger than they can really uh deal with. Yeah. I can I understand not wanting to put her in a psych ward though. Yes, I was just gonna that, say like, that. Like I don't know in Switzerland for ten years or whatever the hell. I'm like, I don't know what the option in between doing nothing. Fifty-one fifty. I don't know what that looks like, but I would have that would have been the choice. Yeah, yeah, like somewhere in between fully acquiescing to her delusion and having her committed. Yeah, there's there's gotta, there's gotta be, be somewhere. Middle ground. Yeah, so. lock her up in the sharing shack. <laughs> Just wait it out. Wait it out. Um, so then Nat is getting rid of. I think the rest of the queen cards, um, cause the deck is only supposed to have one. Yeah. Um, and then marking one, I guess, so that they can tell which one it is. Um, and Shauna is dulling all the knives yeah. uh, and they kind of share a meaningful look and then that's it. Um, so we know that they are enacting some sort of plan. The hunt is not going to go forward as Lottie thinks it is. Um, which Lottie just like hook, line, and sinker bought this. They were like, okay, you know what? You're right. We should do a hunt. Yeah. He was like, thank you. That's what I've been saying. Like, and just no questions. Not reading the room super well. No, not at all. Not, not even a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Jeff and Callie are in the car and he's explaining how disappearing isn't as easy as it looks on TV. And he does kind of soft float letting Shauna go to jail, um, mm -hmm. which this is as close as I, you know, I predicted last episode that Jeff might kind of have his come to Jesus with this. And this is as close as he gets, but he does, he does kind of float it to Callie and his justification is because, I don't know, I saw her almost shoot a guy the other day. <laughs> And Kelly's like, Mom has a gun? And then we find out it's in Jeff's glove box. Um, they arrive at the gate and they're met by a whole bunch of purple people at, in a way that is very intimidating. Um, yeah. And definitely meant to like, meant to like threaten. Um, and then after they drive away and go look for another entrance, we find out that Kevin and Stashkoff are following them. And I went, oh, you grown to be kidding me. I was mad. <laughs> I turned into an old man. Yeah, I, I mean, I was like, You Jeff. know what? I'm Kevin, Daddy. <laughs> I was just like, Jeff, you really don't think you're being followed? Also, yeah, Jeff, you didn't notice you were being six. followed. There's nothing out there. Do you ever, and this is probably going to be revealing about like the level of, I don't know, anxiety and low-key paranoia that I live my day-to-day -day life with, but like, do you ever like catch a car in your rear view mirror and be like, oh, they've like changed lanes a couple times when I've changed lanes. Like it feels like this person's following me. Yeah. It happened a couple, last time I was home in Buffalo and I like drove around yeah. for a while. And like, I mean, I don't know if that's like being a woman. You know what I mean? Like, and just being like, ah, everyone's out here to murder me all the time. Like, or what that is. Um, or again, just being a, as Alex has put it, a clinically unchill person. <laughs> um, but I, 
I don't know. Like, I feel like if I was driving from, you know, New Jersey to Eastern New York state to the middle of nowhere, I would be like, why is this car behind me? Also, Jeff, your wife is being investigated for, for murder. murder. Yeah. And you're going to find her in the place that you've uh, functionally hidden her. Not good. A little self-awareness, Jeffrey. Um, so Nat goes to try and tell Fork Girl to leave while she can. Um, and Fork Girl is in a room dying all the clothes purple, which I <laughs> was really like grateful for that explanation because I was like, where are they getting all of these? Yeah, that's <laughs> where are they getting all these purple clothes? This many purple clothes do not exist on the mass yeah. market. So when you go, there's like a whole, I don't know if you noticed this, but there was a whole like clothesline with just socks on it. So it's like, <laughs> you go to the purple people, you give them their clothes and they dye all your stuff purple. Commitment. Yeah, which I'm wondering also like, if there's a symbology to that, that we're going to find out about yeah. later. Um, it hasn't tied in yet at all. So I don't know, maybe it's just going to be like a fun detail, but it, this in this show, it so rarely is <laughs> that I'm like, there has to be something to that. Um, so Nat says to Fork Girl, I appreciate you trying to teach me forgiveness. It's a nice idea. Sad sad and fork girl is you can tell that she's like unsettled and like mm, i'm not going like something's wrong right um very much so do we know her name is it she has one because i was reading something from indie wired like about this episode and they said something about elisa and i was like who the fuck i think that's her yeah it's lisa and i was like is that lisa fork girl? yeah is that fork lisa. girl pete's like it was fork girl well i called her fork girl at our notes the first time that she was in an episode not thinking that she was going to become like a secondary yeah. character um and then i just never bothered to learn me either I was reading that like recap and I was like, I actually, I'm going to assume that this is who you're talking about, but I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, she's Fork Girl. Spiritually, it that also like Lisa is not the name of a woman in her 20s. You know what I mean? No. Like that was a weird call. Um, fork Girl is Fork Girl. Um, fork Girl never leaves her fork. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Coach Ben returns to the scene of javi's butchered body yikes yikes that is an alarming javi's return. just disembodied like spine and oh. mm. imagine just happening upon it like again ben has missed a major event and has no idea and then just comes back to that like holy shit um so there's like blood dripping off the table and all of this that Ben looks uh, appropriately horrified, I would say. Um, Nat comes upon him and he tells her about finding Javi's hideout in the tree. And he invites her to come with him to survive the winter. So we had kind of discussed this last episode too, whether or not he was going to tell the girls, whether he was going to like pick one in particular. And he says, you're not like the rest of these girls. Um, and she says, I'm worse. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, and that kind of goes back to the, 
you know, all of the things that we've seen in Ben's flashbacks, right? Like the the one with his um his ex where he says, you know, you always called these girls vicious little monsters or something like that. Yeah. Um and you know, and we have seen Ben I mean, Ben has been notably absent for a lot of the horrible things that have happened this season. He's also been absent for things that he should have been around for, like the delivery yeah. of Shauna's baby. Um, but, you know, Ben has definitely, part of Ben's disillusionment has been, like, looking at the brutality of what's been going on and not wanting to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and... Go ahead. Actually, I'm going to save this thought. Okay. I just, it, it occurs to me that Ben, like, Ben being like, oh, I'm just going to go hide out by myself and I'm going to let them eat each other alive, almost literally, um, is maybe not, like, the responsible adult choice as much as being like, you know what, I'm the only person here with a fully formed prefrontal cortex, I'm going to set some boundaries. Yeah. Like, I guess I'll say it, my thought. It's like, he's finally taking action. He's like... What he couldn't do in his like old life, like couldn't right. take action, couldn't whatever. Like, he's finally doing all of that or doing this now to be like, I'm going to be an adult and I'm going to set some boundaries and I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Right. But I wish he would stay and be like, girls, you have to yeah. stop. You know what I mean? Like, instead of just being like, I'm going to get the fuck out. Goodbye. Like vicious little monsters. See ya. <laughs> so, um, Nat says, I'm worse. And then after she tells Coach Ben that she let Javi die in her place, she says, you're a good person, Coach. You really don't belong in this place. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, also, like, some of what we talked about at the end of last episode with Javi's death is is absolutely weighing on Nat, where it's like, you know, I think I had said, like, in some ways nat is the most responsible right like i mean there's an argument that you could make kind of either way but like there's one way to look at it that says that like you know i mean because nat was the one whose life was at risk and she she did she let javi take yeah. her place right and it was at threat but it was either her or javi and and javi died and she lived um and she you know now is kind of dealing with that so then we see Travis and Van in the cabin. This scene was weird for me because I was like, do these two even talk? Like, <laughs> like do these two even know each other? Yeah, it was really, I was, I was kind of surprised by this pairing. But Travis tells Van she should be ashamed. And she says, I'm not. I'm glad I'm alive, just like you are. And I don't think any of us who are still here should feel ashamed of that ever. Let your brother save you, Travis. Um, I I don't think I'm going to like like this version of Van. Yeah, I think and I can't really put my finger on what some of the things little like things she said. You're like, oh dear, like she's really bought in. She's like really bought into the. I think this idea of what they think is happening yeah she's like very sold yeah it struck me in this scene that like van this is like van getting like hard you know what i mean like it felt yeah. like she was just like she was very 
I mean, Van has always been kind of an intense character, but, yeah. like, it just felt very, like, to be so sure of something like this, you know, to be like, I don't think we should be ashamed of this. I mean, you know, part of it is probably, like, a survival mode, but it really yeah. feels like Van has just, like, solidified in a way to be like, no, we're gonna fucking make it, and I will do whatever it takes. And it was yeah. a little scary to watch, you know? You're just like, oh, God, mm -hmm. like... And, and it, it makes sense how adult Van ends up being a person who's like, I'm going to live in the past because yeah. I need to live in a version of my life where that didn't happen, you know, yeah. where, where good things could have happened, I think is how she puts it. Yeah. So, um, then Walter is making hot chocolate in the purple people's kitchen, uh, singing send in the clouds. <laughs> Uh, and Kevin comes in, and Walter introduces himself as a citizen detective. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, imagine, like, I mean, I, you you have to figure, it's like being a doctor. I mean, obviously, cops don't train as much as doctors. I would never say that. Um, you know, they go to class for four weeks yeah. or whatever. But, like, it's gotta be spiritually feels similar to being a doctor and someone being like i looked this up on webmd yeah like, it's like being an expert and anything and having someone be like well you know i've spent I, my free time right i read an article once yeah. and so like, i was okay. thinking it's um so he finds out that kevin is there for shauna and walter says they're all here at practically a coven of them and they are up to no good <laughs> and oh he was such a perfect casting choice oh for this God. like he just he was so and so needed him and jeff this season like yeah to bring some levity because it would have been too heavy without yeah him. <laughs> which is interesting because i don't think you usually get that balance of having like a female-led dramatic ensemble and then having you know your comic relief characters be men like that yeah that doesn't happen often um but i think it's been it's been perfect and yeah he just because the way that elijah wood plays all of this is that it's like there's something about him where it feels sincere like what he's saying to kevin but in his very weird way. And you're like, yeah. what is he, like, what's his angle here? You know, like, he's just, he's very hard to pin down. And he's always fun to watch because he, it's just, just crazy. <laughs> like, And he doesn't, I think this is a really impressive thing that I think both Misty and Elijah, or, and Walter have. Is where they don't feel like caricatures mm -hmm. of people and they very easily could. Yeah, because they're so extreme, but they yeah. both, you know, Christina Ricci and uh, Elijah would play them with such like sincerity, and they're just full, like fully commit to it. To it, it feels like, and oh, it's so good. Right. Like when he's like, and they are up to no good. Or, like he believes that, like for sure. Like, and then I was like, what is he plotting? Right. I had and a feeling even as was... all of this unfolds, it's like going back to that. Now you're like, I still think he meant that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they are up to no good. I'm going to help them, but they are yeah. up to no good. <laughs> like, but yeah, that whole scene, I was like, oh, this uh, Kevin's going down. 
Yeah. I, did you did you have that feeling here? Yeah. I, did. I thought he was poisoned. I, was like, I thought what he poisoned. Is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> um. So then we see Callie and Jeff on the compound looking for Shauna, and we get a, another line from another comedic gold line from Jeff. The American family is crumbling. Callie, you try <laughs> making a living in sectionals. Uh, I think that's that was a gonna good have, one. That's gonna have to be one that I like add to my repertoire of out of context film and TV lines that I say as a response yeah. to things. I want that um, on a T-shirt. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like when anyone's like, uh, you know, how's saving money going? You know, my dad <laughs> makes a comment about where I'm just gonna be like, the American family is probably <laughs> um, <laughs> You try making a living in sectionals. <laughs> uh so jeff comes across kevin and he attempts he kind of sends callie off and he attempts to turn himself in um and he says that he killed adam i was so i was so proud of jeff here um he puts on a hell of a performance and then in our notes in all caps i just wrote i'm sorry i ever doubted you jeff <laughs> um because he really he is about to go down for the team yeah. did we, we to... toss that around last we week, did right? we did yeah. toss that around but i was i i did express some doubts about jeff mm, but we did we did say that maybe that jeff would be willing to go down for shauna but he was going to make sure that callie didn't go down yeah. with them um and kevin's like why are you doing this whatever and jeff is just like i'm that fucking guy um and then Kevin falls over and we find out Walter didn't just like, at first I was like, did he like knock him out? No, straight up phenobarbital him. He is dead. dead. He is so dead. And poor Jeff is so stressed. And so was I, but also I was laughing because I was like, what is going on here? Like the tenor of this scene was so wild because it's like so high stakes and a man just got murdered who probably doesn't really deserve it like he is no, just doing he's his just job. doing his job yeah and it's so intense but also just like the whole like jeff and walter meeting each other walter explaining to jeff who he is like it was also very funny yeah <laughs> it was so this show's insane there f- i would love to get a little bit more of Jeff and Walter. What if our bonus episode is just Jeff and Walter? <laughs> <laughs> Boys weekend. Yes, please. And Randy. <laughs> and Randy. On the houseboat. Uh, Jeff and Walter have a weekend on the houseboat. Um, yeah, it's so wild. It's so wild. It's definitely that thing of like when your group of girlfriends Right, like our group of girlfriends from home is like this, where it's like we're all very different people, but we're still friends because, you know, it's like we've all been friends for so long and, you know, like we've, we're very well accustomed to the fact that we're different people, but there are certain friends among our friend group that like if you tried to get their boyfriends to hang out together, you would be like, they have nothing in common. Like these two (laughs) dudes don't know. And like Jeff and Walter is that vibe where you're like, these two, they can't be friends. Like they don't. There is no center of a Venn diagram between Jeff and Walter where there's anything that they have overlapping, like not even a little bit. So Jeff is just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that's not where 
Jeff was trying to have a hero moment and <laughs> he was once again thwarted. Like every time Jeff tries to like be the knight in shining armor, someone else comes in yeah. and does something insane. And it's like, don't worry about it, Jeff. You're fine. Then Ben is in the cave and he's trying to light a fire by himself. And that's it. Um, Shauna comes in with filleted chunks of Javi and his mm -hmm. heart on a mm -hmm. slab of wood, which is somehow so much worse than all of them like rabidly gnawing on Jackie's body. Like, it's like they're trying to be civilized, right? Yeah, about it. It's like the uncanny valley of it, right? To yeah. be like, oh, we're gonna like make a meal out of the dead boy, like. It, yeah there was something this made me like i queasy <laughs> i just didn't love it like um shauna gives the heart to travis and he takes a bite Whoa. of it i thought he was gonna eat the whole thing and i was like i that's foul but he takes a bite of it before putting it into the pan and it was like he seemed to know what she wanted him to do with it like it so yeah. i don't know what was going on here but he took a bite of it and then they like put everything in the pan and everybody like runs over to start cooking up dinner so misty goes upstairs to feed lottie uh and she says i thought it wanted or lottie says i thought it wanted what was best for us now i'm not so sure and misty says so your team needs you um so lottie is still very much focused on you know the entity and the whole thing and misty is like we just need to figure out a way to survive like it doesn't matter about the rest of this it's it's about what's you know what's happening now um in the present, Ty calls off the crisis team at the hospital that they called for Lottie. Um, she and Van make a phone call. Um, the women are all in the woods with a bonfire and masks. And Shauna says, did they say how long it would take for them to get here? And Misty says, we told them it was urgent. Now seems like it would be a good time for Ty and Van to be like, they're not coming maybe we could have walked back like walked back the plan looped everybody in mm -hmm. like got everyone on the same page lottie still got shauna's hunting knife um and then callie is walking alone with the gun from jeff's glove box when the creepy cop comes upon her and they have this whole back and forth and um you know about how her plan didn't work and and yada yada um, and then they're interrupted by a phone call from Walter and Jeff, which Creep Cop doesn't know is from Walter and Jeff, um, with a recorded message of Kevin um, trying to, I mean, he's saying something that doesn't make sense. And obviously the plan is to lure him mm, somewhere. Yes. Um, so he runs off. And thankfully, Callie doesn't have to shoot him, which is good that would have been yeah I, I wouldn't have loved that for her yeah yeah i don't think she needed that in her life she's got enough going on yeah. um so then the women are all stalling lottie for time when van offers to pull the first card um 
and they go around twice and then Shauna pulls the queen and all of the women immediately go and put their masks on like they are on board real quick for yes. people that were just like we're not gonna do this they're like okay well you pick the card and that's what it said so that's what we're gonna do what did you make of that i i was like maybe it's that like you know like that trauma like a trauma response like this is just what we do right and like yeah. they can't really help it but yeah, I was like, okay. And John is like, all right, we're really going to do this? I thought that this wasn't the fucking plan. Right. John is panicked. I thought this was, I thought this was like a ploy. And now all of a sudden everybody's putting their masks yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, it did, it did feel like that. Like it was like, once they got into the ritual of it, they yeah. were all just like, okay, well, this is it. This is what we do. Like you pick the card. It, as much as we wanted to say that it wasn't choosing it chose so um yeah very intense though um so they go and put their masks on and shauna says you know there's no it right it was just us and lottie says is there a difference Spooky. that's right there that's the tulpa <laughs> I passed my thesis. There we go. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that was a haunting little bit of dialogue. I wasn't haunted by it because I was just so excited <laughs> to be right. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> I was like, Lottie? But I think I think Girl. that's exactly what, you know, that's what we were talking yeah. about, right? Is that it's like, it it was them. But does that, does that matter? Like, mm. it's, in the end, it's still the same it's the same result you know they believe in it just as much so um creepy cop finds kevin and walter and uh or he finds kevin rather in the trunk of the car and walter offers up a plan to basically put kevin on a platter as part of a police corruption scandal that involved killing both Adam Martin and Jessica Roberts. So he, I mean, he shoots Kevin's body and then like, you know, gives the gun to creepy cop and, but he has solved in this plan, right? Like yes. if creepy cop goes with it, it's solved all of their problems. It's solved the murder that Misty committed, the murder that Shauna committed. Um, it's gotten the cops off of their case. It's gotten this guy in their back pocket because he can't do anything about it now, yeah. right? Like, um, really, I mean, ingenious plan from Walter. I, I, I was like, oh, I was wrong. He is, he's a true crime expert. Like, I thought yeah. he was gonna fuck this <laughs> up, but like, he nailed it. Like, that was honestly brilliant. Like, I could have never saw that coming. Didn't couldn't have predicted that. Yeah, because when was, they uh... killed Kevin, I was like, oh, now we got another body on mm -hmm. our hands, but it was part of the plan so sorry hold on my dad is calling and texting me i just need to okay Hi, make sure that he's okay oh, he just he wants me to go to a museum and get him something i thought something was wrong oh. anywho we can get back on track oh my god that's such a like it's such a dad reason to treat something as urgent. 
And it's like anytime a dad calls you in like the middle of the day, right? More than you're just like, it's like, what? Yeah. Are you okay? Is mom okay? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the time he did that. And he's like, like, I would like you to buy me a baseball hat. You're like, what the, like, did that have to happen right now? One time he's like, did you hear? And I was like, what? He's like, Tyree Gill signed with the Miami Dolphins. I was like, fuck. Like, I did. But wow, I just had a fucking heart attack. Yeah. My dad's favorite thing to do is to text me and tell me to call him. Which is like, first of all, just call me. Second of all, I'm like, why? And he's like, I'll tell you when you call. It's like, that always sounds like a threat. Like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) That's a Jeff would do that. Yeah, why do you have to conduct yourself like a CIA agent? You're just a dad. Like, what the fuck? I'll tell you when you call. That's like the equivalent of people being like, uh, like, I want to talk. Exactly. (laughs) It's the the dad equivalent of the we need to talk text. You're like, what the fuck? Why? What did I do? Like... Anyway, men. Um, they, yeah, so, I mean, Walter really, Walter really kind of crushed this. Like, I, because yeah. we, we kept saying, like, I don't know how Jeff and Shauna are going to get out of this. They're really in a pickle. But they, they took both cops out without making it a thing that, you know, I mean, it <clears throat> explains why Kevin's dead. And, you know, it does, it makes sense that Kevin had to be the one to die because Kevin, I don't think would have gone for this. Kevin would have been like, no, I am going like, I don't care. I will tell them what happened. I don't care if I have to go to trial. Like Kevin has a moral compass that I don't think the other cop has. No. And I think, I guess he was was allowed to be backed into that corner. It was important throughout the season for, them to show us that about this other cop that he was willing to do whatever kind of like whatever it took whatever he thought it took right to get this right and therefore it made him seem like someone who would go be amenable to this yeah yeah for sure for sure um so we were right he sucks he's a bad guy um i don't look forward to him potentially being back i hope he fucks off (laughs) i am i am really glad though that the Adam Martin storyline has yes. been put to bed because I mean we talked about it. We were both like, "There's just we've run out of road on this one." I'm glad that that's handled. Yeah. I'm hoping that means that this cop is gone because I don't. Well, it's like, is it is it going to start to be like another like blackmail? Like, mm. I you hope know, not. like is he just going to go with it? Yeah, like I'm just curious. I mean, it'll be more of Walter's problem than. <laughs> Anyone's. Walter can pay him off with his six million dollars that is apparently actually like two hundred million dollars <laughs> because again, no one has ever made six million dollars go as far as this man. He doesn't work. He has this massive home. Like, do you? He must be an. He must have invested well, his six say, mil really well. I don't. Know. I think you cannot live off of six million dollars for the rest of your life no, the way I'm, this man is living now i'm wondering I'm like are we taking just like at face value everything walter's saying to us like is there something else about walter that we like right. is he fooling us is he lying like how is he getting his money like is there something is there something else is there something else going on with walter right yeah I, there's got to be something because six million dollars is simply no. not enough 
you know, like to be again, yeah. that's a two million dollar house minimum in New Jersey. Yeah. Do you know how expensive real estate in New Jersey is? It's ridiculous. Anyway, that'll be on our other podcast, uh, real estate in New Jersey. Um, <laughs> so then the women are chasing Shauna through the woods. And Shauna at first is kind of like, are you really going to make me do Like, I don't want to fucking run. And like, she's all of a sudden they are chasing her. Yeah. Um, and then Callie pops out from behind a tree and shoots Lottie in the arm. Um, so she's got her mother's trigger finger. <laughs> she's just like, pew. Um, and then Lottie says, it's here. Everyone listen. What do we hear? Which is just like, Lottie is fully like, if she was untethered before, she is George Clooney in that space movie. Like, she is floating out to yeah. deep space on her fucking own. No one's bringing her back. And again, Gravity is gone. For me, it was really that, like, seeing Callie there yeah. amongst, like, you don't see a lot of other people when they're kind of in their right circle and their ritual within them, like, their group of friends. And to have Callie, like, her face, like, so horrified to be like, She's horrified. Oh, Lottie you were untethered she looks so scared a lot of Lottie and Lottie the way she looks at Kelly no thank you it's very it's truly like the it's feral like she yeah. is like in this like she's in her like woods self like she has yeah. gone into I mean she's like fully recessed back into like when this was a like you were saying like a necessity to stay alive yeah. like she's like in that mode um and then, yeah, like, when she says that, it's here, everyone listen, what do we hear? It's like, that's that that thing that they used to do. What do you hear? What do you, you know, mm -hmm. like, in that circle? And she tries to get everybody to do it, and they're, like, not all the way in. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't work, because I think for the rest of them, a teenager coming out from behind yes, a tree like, with a gun yeah. snaps them out, you know? Yeah, Lottie As being should. literally shot. <laughs> right. Like, oh yeah, Lottie's been shot and that still doesn't, it doesn't yeah. fix it. Like, she's still, she's still in it. Um, So then we're in the cabin <clears throat> and Lottie comes down from her, you know, convalescence to rejoin the group. And Van is telling the group a story. They're basically, like, asking her for a bedtime story. Um while ben steals things from outside the house so he's stealing matches and an axe um and lottie says to everybody i never wanted to be in charge it chose me because i was the only one who knew how to listen but i can't hear it anymore i think that's because it doesn't need me anymore you all learned how to hear it how to feel it maybe what it wants now is a leader who can help us survive for the rest of the time we're out here and that isn't me and lottie names nat as the new leader and that goes back to something that you brought up in like episode two which is that there seems to be this bond yeah. between Lottie and Nat that we yes. never really had an explanation for where it was like why does lottie care so much about nat specifically like it doesn't make sense. They never seemed like they were friends. They had this very kind of combative thing where Nat was, you know, the one who was like, why are we listening to her? Um, but that's it. There's the bond. Like yeah. they were. I got my answer. Yeah. They, yeah. that really just, I mean, it just shifts the whole 
the whole thing. I mean, it shifts the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting, especially playing against that scene immediately before where they're in the woods and Lottie says it's here. Everyone listen. What do we hear? Right. That like Lottie has now kind of reassumed this position, mm -hmm. at least in her mind as the leader of the group. And he's desperately trying to like claw back that thing. Right. Yeah. Of, of being able to hear the wilderness. Um, you know, I mean, it, it feels to me like she does this somewhat begrudgingly you know like she she didn't mm. want to not be able to it or you know yeah not be able to hear it anymore but she like she is doing this because she feels like it's what they need to do um but it seems like as an adult lottie you know has kind of struggled with that you know like that she kind of gave up this this mantle um but anyway um current lottie is then trying to convince the girls that it is in them and she says to nat you were always its favorite which is something um and i think we should come back to that line yeah. at the end um and then fork girl arrives with a rifle uh not what we needed not the right energy i mean very, very like Chekhov's gun situation here. Every gun that we have seen all season yeah. has now come into this final scene. All the guns are here. It's the gun that Nat was shooting cans with. It's the guns that Shauna threatened the chop shop guys with. Like every gun that we've seen is here except for, well, the cops haven't even pulled out their guns. So literally all our guns yeah. are here. Um, yeah, she, it's, and this is such a stressful thing to happen in a scene like this to introduce now a character who like has the least amount of context for what's going on uh who also True. has a weapon <laughs> and i she's just and, there going like oh now lottie's in danger and lottie is yes. her leader right so she immediately is just no help to anybody and i you know it's not a surprise that she tries to protect lottie really but right. i thought maybe she was going to try to protect nat that yeah. they had established some kind of relationship that would be big enough for her to be like, just what is fucking happening here? Right. Um, but she, I'm, her alliance is with Lottie. I wonder if she took the conversation that she and Nat had when Nat mm. said, you know, thanks for trying to teach me forgiveness as a threat to Lottie. To, yeah. And, you know, and ultimately, like, even though she and Nat have this friendship, I mean, it is kind of a testament to, like, the power of a cult mentality, yeah. right? That, like, even though she's got a much more intimate bond with Natalie, and, you know, Nat has seen into her life and knows more about her and, you know, is nicer to her than Lottie is, because the only real interaction we've seen between Fork Girl and Lottie is when Lottie was like, you fucked up my smoothie. Um, like she's still that's still where her alliance you know lives is where with her leader you know yeah um so then cabin past lottie says we tried to natalie uh we tried to kill you and it wouldn't let us and she kisses nat's hand 
and then one by one the rest of the girls and travis follow with their own gestures you know hugs hand kisses face touches whatever um and they're you know kissing the ring basically anointing natalie as the new leader of the pack um ben watches this all through the window in abject horror he is appalled um you know he just told nat she's not like them now he's watching them her become their queen and letting them kiss the ring and you know she had said i'm worse and turns out maybe she's not wrong (laughs) um so then fork girl is freaking out and screaming and really amping up the vibe and misty runs to stab fork girl with a syringe of phenobarbital that she's had in her pocket and she hits nat right in the heart and then i was crying again Mm. i and i had said last episode you had said like you know maybe nat could go like i wouldn't put it past them and i was like i feel like natalie's safe i was wrong i was wrong and they did this to us and it was cruel of them and it's so the fact that it was misty who did it and oh my fucking i'm like tearing up again this was so (laughs) heart-wrenching it really pissed me off i'm not gonna lie i was like not like this episode ended and i was like i my initial thought was like i did not like that Mm. and i think it's just (laughs) i've talked at length nat is definitely my favorite character and i think it was a little bit of just the reaction to be like did you really just do that to me personally (laughs) did you See, that bone in my body is broken because I was a Game of Thrones viewer. So I'm like, oh, I love them. Surely they will die. <laughs> like that's yeah. I'm but I, I do understand that that reaction. And I was like, you know, I was like, I had thought someone was gonna go and I was like, I can't believe it was fucking Natalie. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was shocked. Because when so. you said that last week, I was like, they it's Juliet Lewis. Like she yeah, they can't, but when you think about it, I mean, it does, like, it makes sense because Nat is, you know, I mean, well, we'll, we'll kind of get into it. But anyway, um, yeah, there's, so there's this moment where Misty realizes what's happened and Nat kind of collapses to the ground and it's like Nat's going to die, you know, and, and we've now seen how phenobarbital kills somebody in yeah. Kevin's death earlier in the episode and it is quick and and misty got her right in the heart yeah um so it's it's done we know so nat's on an empty plane um and it's not the plane that they were on it's a like a passenger jet. like a commercial yeah, yeah. plane yeah but i mean the plane they were on was a passenger plane but yeah it's a, it's a commercial, <laughs> commercial, a commercial airliner, airliner. Um, <laughs> and then next to her young javi says there's nothing to be afraid of you know and Nat says, no, I'm not supposed to be here. And then young Nat is next to her. And she says, we both know that's not true. This is exactly where we belong. We've been here for years. Do you see this? Do you see the goosebumps on my Yeah, that really killed me. That almost made me cry here listening to you read that back. I, uh, and really then young Lottie is on the plane and she says, it's not evil. 
just hungry like us just let it in uh this that specifically that interaction between nat and her younger self when she says this is exactly where we belong we've been here for years and i was like because it i mean nat has really been you know we've talked about how nat doesn't have a lot to lose and yeah. all of that kind of stuff but like with her addiction and her you know refusal to kind of like come to terms with it i mean she has she's been like living a half life right yeah. and taking herself right up to death's doorstep and you know especially after travis died it was like what did she felt like she didn't have anything left to live for you know and she's she said as much um i mean it was like it was one of those things that like in some ways it made it feel better and in some ways it made it feel worse because you're like, at least she'll be maybe at peace, you know? And then in other ways, you're just like, oh my God, it's so devastating that like, this is the life that she's led. And now like, she has no chance yeah. to come back from it. Like that's, and There was that's part of me it. that was like, and she's still on, not that plane, but like, she's still like going down on yeah. the plane. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was really a heartbreaker for me. That was such, it was such an intense way to like render those final moments. I mean, you know, yeah. to have it be like kind of these, I, and I thought it was interesting that Travis wasn't there. Like it yeah. was Javi and it was her young self and it was Lottie who's still alive, but uh, that like, kind of like those are the voices inside her head almost it's not yeah. like the ghost she's seeing but those are the voices inside her head or like her young self and young lottie and and hobby um but yeah it's not evil just hungry like us just let it in and then and then that's it for for natalie and misty is sobbing and holding her and then cops are taking in nat's body as a drug overdose um, and Walter shows up to tell Misty he took care of the Adam situation and she says, Walter, I killed my best friend and starts to sob. <laughs> I know. And I, it's funny in that it was so sad. It's not funny. What I mean, what, um, I was reading this, that indie wired thing. And one of the comments, they're like, isn't there something so twisted about Misty still being like calling Nat her best friend? Yeah. Like, but I was like, oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think there's just something twisted about Misty, about but it Misty. was so sad. No, that re that line actually really landed for me yeah. because it's like, I mean, as much as Nat was the way that she was and was like, Misty, do not touch me, get away from me. Like, yeah. Misty loved Natalie so much. And I, I mean, this was... And she, I, she just like breaks down and falls apart. And I was like, no, like, I mean, Misty might not have been Nat's best friend, but Nat was Misty's best friend. Yeah. You know, like she loved Natalie so much. And I do think they had, they had a, a weird bond. Like Nat could have not put up with her and she did, you know, like yeah. she could have just been like, no, Misty, seriously, fuck off. And she never did. And uh, it was so... Oh God, it was so heartbreaking. Like, and cause Walter comes to Misty, like 
excited to be like look i fixed your problem and she's like i've made everything worse, worse. like oh it was so sad um so r.i.p to the one and only natalie i'm Pour gonna be so bummed to not not have adult adult matt next season that's i mean i wonder if we'll get as we get natalie as the the you know kind of like leader of the group if we'll see more of what nat's life was like yeah before like as an adult but before like the band got back together if we'll kind of see her that way um yeah but i don't know i mean yeah i i'm i'm bummed i was really i mean this for a show that like you know has had as many deaths as it had i mean this was not the only death in this episode but um this one really they really got me with this one this was the, the i just thought that whole that whole scene there with the plane and everything yeah. was so masterful because it it wasn't like it didn't have the full reassurance of a moment of like, oh, Natalie's going to go into the light and everything's okay. Yeah. It was like, it was scary, right? And she was scared. And there was some, you know, some indication that like maybe it would be okay and maybe she would have peace. But it is very much like she is going into the unknown, you know, and and she's not letting go of everything that she's been scared of. And I just I thought the balance of that was so so good because it's like it wouldn't have felt true to Natalie for it to be like oh she's dying and everything feels okay now you know like all of the moments that we've seen Nat at her lowest like even when she almost took her own life it was like she was sobbing like she was terrified you know Nat has faced death a lot and she's never faced it like and welcomed it she has always been so scared and she was she was still scared and like to act like most people wouldn't be i think is you know kind of a a trope of the movies to be like oh you're dying and the white light's coming yeah. and everything's fine and nat's like what the fuck like and she is herself until the very end we love natalie Damn. Um, <clears throat> Ty tells Lottie the hospital is going to keep her for a while. Cool. And Lottie says, we gave it what it wanted. It is pleased with us. Which I was like, Lottie, fuck shut you. Up. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> Natalie is dead. Um, and then she looks dead at Van and says, you'll see. So she says, we gave it what it wanted. It is pleased with us. And she looks at Van and says, you'll see. And I was like, is Van going to recover from her terminal cancer? Because I that swear to fucking God. immediate thought, too. Holy fucking shit. Or Van is going to get something that she wants. Yeah. Whether that be Ty, like, staying and being with her. Right. But holy shit. Where's I mean, Lottie, like, again, again, we're right on that line of, like, Lottie, as much as there's the part of you every time we get to this point of being like oh like the it the entity is a trauma monster 
it's like then it's just like they they scooch it back just a yeah. little bit to be like but Lottie knows something and something really weird that you can't explain is gonna happen like get ready um and so then van has this expression like in response to that that sort of flickers in and out of like both a smile and a look of horror at the face acting here is just phenomenal lauren ambrose crushed this like she just the look on her face is like i am excited but i am also so scared like what's what does that mean what the hell i've uh, had a weird night <laughs> yeah yeah capital w capital n weird night maybe the weirdest um and then young shauna is in the cabin and she's angry writing in her journal and she's pissed that she wasn't picked as the leader um and her diary entry says something about like i always thought that it was jackie who you know took the spotlight away from me kind of thing and um you know she's like how could it not be me like why wasn't it me um which is it an interesting note it's something that we've talked about with this show before which is like yeah these girls are in the wilderness resorting to cannibalism starving to death trying to survive through the winter and they are also still teenage girls yeah. like there is still all of the the politics of being a young woman involved here and you know the the ego injury of not being picked as the leader of the cannibalistic tribe and i i mean shauna didn't really welcome that like the rest of them did yeah and i you i do feel like there's been this sense in the in both of the seasons that like shauna is you could see that she felt like she was some kind of leader there for a while yeah. that she's doing i mean she they basically have her if it's like fucked up they have shauna do it <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> you know yeah um and she is like taking care of them in a sense and yeah i was like oh she's gonna feel i think she didn't feel a little slighted by yeah. this and i was I mean, like and was... probably misty will too because she's just who misty is it's misty's default state is to feel yeah. slighted yeah but there, there was definitely a moment when Lottie was looking around the room, like announcing who the new leader was, where you kind of catch like a look on Shauna's face where Shauna's like, oh, is it going to be me? You know, like yeah. there is that moment. And I, so I thought it was interesting that they chose to kind of underline that. I mean, because it was as much as there were people that kind of weren't on board with like the woo woo Lottie of it all once it started to work for them everybody got on board right because there was something about lottie that they like couldn't explain the power that she had and i think that there's maybe going to be some contention with natalie as the leader because it's like you know it's the kind of thing where it's like what so natalie can hunt like i'm the one that does all the you know knifing of the bodies afterward like yeah. i you know i'm doing stuff for us like how come it's not me you know like it's it's a much more it's an easier thing to refute than oh lottie has a weird spiritual direct line to whatever this yeah. spooky entity that's trapping us in the woods is you know it's like well i don't have that <laughs> there's fine. just something unsettling about lottie <laughs> she's creepy that's why she's in charge she's, she's a creepy girl 
Yeah. So, um, so that'll be interesting. I mean, I think there's probably a pretty good chance that we'll see that, you know, next season, um, the sort of the, what the fallout is of Nat becoming the leader, because yeah, everybody sort of made like they accepted it, but obviously we have at least one person who is displeased. Um, then she looks up and she realizes that everything around the outside of the house is on fire and they all grab everything they can as Thaisa knocks down the door with an axe and then they all stand outside and watch their only shelter burn and it like it came to me in this moment that I like they've been in this cabin so long that I wasn't really considering what a blessing, like, cause when they found the yeah. cabin, it was summer and it was kind of like, oh, well that's nice. But it's like them finding this cabin is the only reason they've made it through winter. Like Jackie spent one night outside and froze to death. I mean, I know this house doesn't have like insulation and central heating, <laughs> but like they have been sheltered from the snow and yeah. the wind and everything else. And they wouldn't have fucking made it. And now their house is gone. Like, they're, that's bad news. That's really bad news. Like, they, they are all standing out there looking terrified. Uh, and you are also, I mean, Ben started that fire. Ben did it. Yeah. Ben straight up, which, okay. Ben. You <laughs> want to call out these girls for them being monsters. And then you're going to try to either let them die in a fire or freeze to death? Ben! Pot kettle! Also, Ben... This was such a twisted thing to do. They're going to be coming for you now, Ben. Yeah, you just made an enemy. Like, you've, you've now created tribal factions in the woods of Ontario. And... <laughs> It doesn't feel right that it's up to you. <laughs> and no, all that's in your tribe is you. It's just you. It's just he Ben. He just like looked versus... through that window and was like, fuck these girls so hard. I'm setting this place on fire, which is twisted. It's I mean, psychotic, right? Like that's an insane thing to do. It's all twisted. To be like, that is... To be like, I am the only one of you who deserves to make it out alive. Like, Ben is playing God in a way that is like, I mean, I don't know, man. This this felt really fucked up to me. Yeah. Well, it was such a, it was such a twist on, like, who we thought we knew Ben to be. And, like, any, and, you know, I think this season they were creating a lot of sympathy for Ben and these really touching moments and it was heartbreaking and and then all of a sudden he does this and you're like ben it's like you are taking action but yeah i mean i guess we can no longer accuse ben of like really sitting on his hands like he did something it was just <laughs> absolutely insane like what the hell i i can't believe he did this i mean this is like you know hope obviously they'll find a way around it but yeah. this was very much so meant as and if shauna had not been up angry journaling they all would have just like she they also, all just 
takes her journals and you know in retrospect maybe you should have let should have let them burn let, let those uh, bad boys burn <laughs> that's a good point um yeah i i mean this is like this is a villain move from ben yeah i just i, I cannot it's like, believe it's one of those things where it's like you you kind of get you'd like you're like oh i mean yeah what these girls are doing is twisted and that's twisted like there's no everyone is just out here trying to survive and it's brutal yeah but i have less of that i'm gonna be honest i have less of that feeling towards this because it's like i mean i mean and it's not not because i'm justifying what the girls have done so far it's been fucked up but for the most part it has been like like they've gotten into this group think mentality that they're doing because they are trying to they think that they either need to sacrifice people to this thing to survive right and then when they've eaten people it's been because it's like we're gonna die otherwise ben is just trying to commit mass murder that's all he's doing and And he's so judgmental about the cannibalism thing which is i mean that makes it sound like i'm not judgmental about cannibalism but like and i think it's also so unwilling to understand it that you know that he it's not like he's going to use their bodies for anything like he's no. just trying to kill them because he, he doesn't think they deserve to make it right. out he thinks that he is doing what is right that's you know, like they don't crazy. deserve to be you know that they've gone they're yeah. vicious little monsters as he right as he says and it's also just like deciding I mean, that you're the moral arbiter of yeah. the wilderness is so egotistical i like yeah and it's like dude they're either gonna burn to death which is awful or they're going to freeze which is also awful and if they in the meantime if this doesn't work because this was kind of a bad plan um they're gonna hunt you down like what what were you thinking like in addition to it being cruel it's also just like not a surefire plan kind of messy and you kind of alluded, like, I don't think it's going to take them too long to figure out where he is. No. No, because Nat knows. Because Nat kind of knows, too. He didn't, like, say specifically. Right. But he, she knows that he found somewhere to go. Right. Um, so. And I think, I mean, if I were to make a guess, I think it's going to be that that comes back to bite him and that moment where he says you're not like these girls and nat says i'm worse i think nat's gonna be the one to make the order to be like he's a threat take him out yep like and i mean one thing we know about natalie is like she does not pull her punches like once he's a threat to them he's he's dead to them um coach ben he definitely doesn't make it through season three. No. <laughs> Has anyone ever predicted the death of a character for longer in Ben Rog? We spent nine episodes of this season being like, any day now, any day now, any moment now, <laughs> anytime. Instead, he's being a lunatic. Unhinged. Unhinged behavior. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's just because it's like as much as the other stuff that has been fucked up that's happened in the woods has been, it's like I've always been able to understand like when it's been morally not right, I've been able to understand why they're doing it. And this one, it's just like Ben's just straight up being an asshole. Like you can't you can't do that. Like this is like it this is like serial killers that like kill people because they think they're making the world a better place to like purge it of filth or whatever. Like Ben, what who who made you God? Who died and made you king, Coach Ben? I just Just like Ben, we're at you know we're no longer playing by the rules here. Like right. we're too far gone. Right. And yeah. I ben get... seems to kind of have this approach of like, oh, well, like this isn't, this isn't acceptable behavior. And it's like, these are not acceptable circumstances. Like yeah. we are like well past those boundaries, you know? Yeah. Well, that's how it ends. That's how season three or season two comes to a wrap. Any remaining feelings? Anything else that really stuck with you that you want to talk about that you? I don't know. I, I do think that overall, I preferred last season to this season. Yeah. And I, I'm still not. And I think Natalie's death aside, like, I still don't love the way the season came to an end. Mm. Um, I'm just very, I'm very interested to see. I just want to know where the story, like, now we're, now that the Adam Martin thing's wrapped up, it turns out Nat is maybe the antler queen is going to take some sort of, like, reign. I'm just, I think it is, like I said last week, this season is going to, like, come out to be necessary for mm-hmm. the whole story to work and to be you know to wrap up but I'm still feeling a little maybe I'll change my mind if I like watch it again and I sit with it but right now I, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about the finale to be honest That's interesting I actually I felt differently I felt for me this was one of the strongest episodes of the season Um, I do agree in general, like, I don't think, I think you're right that there was a lot of chess setting going on and, um, you know, there are things that need to be in place for season three, um, that they kind of set up, uh, but in general, I mean, it was still, you know, as we talked about last week, still a really good season of television. It just wasn't quite up to the caliber of season one. I'm being um, super critical because season one was like almost perfect. <laughs> yeah, literally almost a perfect season of TV. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I will um, say, I do think this episode is one of the best in, of the nine. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. Like, you have personal group. Yes, exactly. It's like critically, I can see that it yeah. was whatever, but I think I don't love all the decisions that were made. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was really devastated. Um, by Nat's death, but I thought they handled it so beautifully that yeah. for me, I was like, okay, like I'll get on board with this. I'm that's fine. I I wish you hadn't, but now that you did, 
fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I, I loved, I really like that we've gotten all of this stuff about like Misty being a true crime nerd and now she's got her true crime boyfriend and that like they, it makes sense that he was the one who was kind of able to like pull that off and, you know, um, and it all kind of came together, you know, in a, in a really good way. And I mean, it is, you know, I think it's notable that like, Kevin died with very little fanfare and and like Kevin you know Kevin and Nat like before Nat went to the wilderness oh, Kevin yeah. and Nat were friends right yeah and Kevin died with very little fanfare and in some ways it's like I think that that's what it's like to be anywhere around these women yeah right is that it's like it's never you know you're always just kind of like collateral damage um and so i thought that that was all really well well handled and uh i mean i'm i'm, I'm pissed about the ending just because i'm pissed at ben mm -hmm. but i'm not like pissed that it happened because it does feel a little bit like now that i think about it it's like we got to get them out of the cabin like we yes. can't have another season of them sitting in the cabin and we've done the kind of like oh they're snowed in you know they're all stuck together but like the stakes needed to be raised yes. in terms of like getting them out into the wilderness turning them into like the feral girls that you know we've been waiting to to kind of see um and i think that'll certainly push them in that direction i don't think ben is going to be ben's gonna have a real like well 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 the consequences of my own actions kind of moment with this yeah. one i don't think I think he will live to regret this choice and then he will die. Agree. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, this was one of my favorite episodes this season. Um, it made me cry twice, which was, yeah. I've never cried at the show. Um, and this really freaking got me. Um, it was rude of them, but I'll get over it. I think part of the thing for me this season was the pacing. Yeah. I felt like we were kind of like putting our foot on the gas and I was like, okay, if like from this point on, we're going to be like a little, yeah. And they would like pull back. Yeah. And like, and then it was like this last episode, it was like, I think it was one of the best ones. They like, well, they just went for it and it right. was the finale, but they kind of did that a lot in the first season. Like they were. Right. You know, you yeah. Had a lot. It was all gas, no brakes, like almost yeah. the entire time. It was NASCAR rules the yeah. first season. And so I think that was the biggest thing takeaway for me this season it's like i thought the pacing wasn't as good and a part of that i think is expanding the story mm -hmm. outward a little bit to like jeff and walter and like having more people come in yeah uh, bringing van back um, yeah and needing to kind of like build out some characters yeah. and, and delve into some more thematic stuff right um but yeah i completely agree because there were multiple points where we were like we had felt like we were waiting for a specific yeah. thing to happen and we were like okay now it's gonna happen and then it didn't and this i think that was part of what i really liked about this episode is that it felt a bit more like season one in terms of the like boom 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 yeah. boom boom like it was just like one thing after the next and it was like the whole time you were like what is going to happen like it felt very the stakes felt high the whole time yes um in a way that 
other times in this season, it was just kind of like, it, you know, it didn't as much. So um, I think that was part of why this was a very successful yeah. episode for me. I mean, that being said, I do wish there was going to be 10 episodes because this is one of those shows that like when it's over, I'm like, oh, I know, because it's so hard to find something else that does this. It I, There's a lot of I think there's a lot more in terms of books that you can find that do this, but I, I can't think of another TV show that has like this vibe. No, probably because it's unnerving to put on screen. Yes. Uh, a lot of blood, a lot of, a lot of other stuff, flesh. I mean, it's not because I was going to say blood and guts, but it's not blood and guts. It's blood and, and hunks of human flesh, which is rough. Also, when Misty brings Lottie like dinner and it's just like something about seeing the meat cooked was worse than it just being like chunks of raw human. Like seeing it cooked like meat, I was like, now I'm going to be sick. <laughs> like, like the coloring of it too is yeah like it looked like braised beef in a way that i was just like i'm ill now like it's horrible it was better when they were like eating jackie's corpse in hunks rapidly they had that like dinner scene remember the like yeah yeah they gave us the relief of like cutting away from it and this time it was just like we're gonna put human in a cast iron pan yeah. I am also like, man, they've been, they're out here for a long time. A long time. Yeah, in the same article, they're like, it's not, it's like only the first winter. Like, there'll be more, like, kind of like, you know, they're going to be through another winter. And I was like, what? How did nobody give up on them? And well, like, I'm wondering if they did they did yeah it makes me wonder how they are ultimately going to be found yeah because there's I was still like, no maybe black the box. smoke <laughs> yeah i mean like we know yeah. they're gonna still be out there but i was like well, that, that was a lot but of i smoke. had that thought too and then i was like we're still out here for a while so it can't be yeah. that but i had the thought of like oh there's a giant smoke cloud coming from this burning house like yeah why haven't they tried to start a forest fire yet <laughs> It's just one thought. I mean, I, I forest fires don't catch in the middle of winter, but like they could burn down. Like, I mean, I guess that probably wouldn't get them out, huh? I guess people die in forest fires. Yeah, I mean, how would they get out? <laughs> you know, honestly, Alex, I didn't really think that plan all the way through before I finished it. So that's uh, that's what we what have that's learned about. on this first installment of Niche Reacts is that you and I are not scientists. <laughs> We don't know where anything in Canada is. We don't know how to start and or stop a forest fire. We are unclear. Well, one of us is unclear <laughs> on the mechanics of moose freezing. <laughs> I will defend myself and say that I pretty yeah, no, that was, all was like, <laughs> how did it get? I just feel there? like this show makes me like, you're so, you're so dead. You're like looking for everything to like, be something else or to be like a whatever and it was just like a, a like do that so much that i just like 
it's like I right. don't even think about like the yeah, like the realist the reality right. of the situation. I mean, we did we've spent probably twenty five minutes over the course of this series talking about weird moss yeah. and what it could be about and if it's magical weird moss until we were just like oh it's just melted snow there's just <laughs> there's no snow <laughs> like um so uh, we're liberal arts yeah. people this is not we were never i I signed up to take biology in college and then the book cost like $600 and I dropped out. So, and I took, I took a meteorology class instead, um, <laughs> which was also not great. But uh, yeah, this is not, this is not our wheelhouse. No. Um, if you want a science, I don't know, maybe Bill Nye does a Yellow Jackets podcast, but <laughs> it's not going to be us. Well, this is it. We did it. We did it. Um, if anybody's got any recs for TV shows that, you know, will fill this void, uh, please let us know, because we'd love them. Otherwise, we'll just go back to watching British procedurals and call it a day. Yeah, I started Happy Valley oh, again. So good. so good. I actually watched the entire first season in one sitting. Did you figure out where season three is? I, I had, I got AMC Plus. Oh. Got it. That's the only place I could find it. Rats. Um, I have to figure out if I have that. Um, but yeah, if anybody's got got TV shows, scratch this itch. If anybody's got um, topics that they would like us to cover, I mean, we we had started this. We were thinking of doing niche reacts as a yellow jacket specific thing, um, and but now kind of as the season's gone on. We've been thinking about other things we want to cover. So going forward, I think we're going to talk, you know, about pop culture more broadly. So one week it might be a book, one week it might be an album or albums. Um, one week it might be a TV show or a movie. I mean, we might find shows that we want to cover on an episode to episode basis in future. Um, but in general, I think we're just, you know, sometimes we're going to talk about weird stuff that's happening on the internet. Um, it's going to be kind of all over the place, um, just doing basically pop culture deep dives. So if there's anything that, uh, you know, you've thought, man, I sure would like to hear Emmy and Alex talk about this. Um, she's laughing like that's a joke. I don't get it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let us know, drop it in the comments, send us a email, text, comment carrier pigeon um and we'd be happy to yeah you know see if we want to talk about it uh i think we're going to take a week off after this one and then we'll be back in in two weeks with whatever it is we decide to talk about but i'm sure i think we be... should talk about the barbie movie <gasps> yes we'll be back in two weeks to talk about the barbie movie <laughs> um which has no cannibalism but a lot of feminism, we think. Um, in the meantime, are we going to keep this sign off after this isn't a Yellow Jackets podcast? I think maybe we should. In the meantime, don't eat your friends. Don't eat your friends. We'll see you when we see you. Bye! <laughs> Bye! Bye.